ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, TerraMaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. TPR Stabilizer, a leader in steering dampener technology, brings you the new Q5 Sport ATV damper with better control and handling with an upgraded vane and seal system. Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talk Sandy. Jeremy Shell, welcome to ATV Talk, buddy. How are you? I'm good, Lenny. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, thanks for uh, finally letting me reel you in and get you sitting down to talk to me. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> You've been working pretty hard on the farm? Yeah, we plant watermelons today. You planting watermelons now? Yeah. How long does it take to take before they're ready? Uh, probably... 90 days. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's pretty fast crop, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's fast. How many watermelons do you think you'll get out of that? Uh, probably 60,000 pounds an acre. 70. How many acres did you plant? I just planted 25. It's really about 65 days. If I, I'm doing the math here. So July, around July the 15th, it'll come off. So, wow. So it's still good for summertime, you know, get them spread around. Well, normally we try to come off around the first. So the first of July and we have, we get the July 4th market, but right. it's not going to happen this year. <laughs> <laughs> bad weather, bad timing. Uh, bad weather. And then the watermelon market, like it's Florida, Georgia, Missouri. Uh, Indiana and like Delaware. So we, we try to find, you know, so Georgia's behind. So I want to kind of be behind myself. So I can find that market in that window where there's nothing available, but Missouri watermelons. Okay. So the yeah, price will go up and, you know. Yeah. You don't want to be fighting with somebody else that's delivering. No, because we, if, if Georgia's still in, we can't go South and we can only go North, but if we can, if we can go south and north, we're the only game in town, you know? Right. I get it. I get it. So let's talk a little bit about what what brought you on the show, which is ATV racing. Yeah. How did it all begin for you back there? Three-wheelers. Okay. I didn't know you were that old. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a, my dad, he was... He liked, he's, I got it from him, you know, the tinkering and the racing and all that stuff. So he bought a 185S and he worked on it all the time and I rode it and he would, he would work on it and race these guys from up the road here, like 10 miles from us. And I was six, seven years old and I would hold the, you know, you hold the clutch down and hold the gear shifter down was the clutch. I just spank everybody because I didn't weigh anything. And he taught me how to shift. So that's how it all began. So you just started out drag racing? Yeah, drag racing all the local people. So. Wow. 
when did you get out on a motocross track or a racetrack like that? Hmm. 90, the end of 93. Wow. I went to a local track around here and, uh, I won my first race and I got addicted. <laughs> what were you riding at your first race? 250X 92. Really? Yeah. A stalker or did it have, did it have parts on it? Oh no, no, it had parts on it. <laughs> <laughs> It had a uh, aftermarket, it had a super trap on it and, you know, tires and junk like that, but we didn't have axle or nothing. So, but yeah, that thing, that's what I raced the first time. How long did you keep racing that machine? Well, I came home after I won that race, I got on the phone, started ordering parts. <laughs> so <laughs> axles and all that junk. And well, we ended up, I tore it down in the wintertime and painted the frame and all that junk. And then we went to uh, Shelbyville, Tennessee, raced the Calisonic Arena, arena cross. I've never seen a double before, a set of whoops, nothing. And James Perry was there. And uh, I won that race. First time I ever raced like anything like that in my life. I won that race. So just, just sheer guts. I guess. I don't know. I, like, <laughs> I, mean, I rode my whole life. Yeah, but so. if you you never seen whoops and jumps before or doubles before, you had no fear? I guess. <laughs> well, you don't remember? Well, you ought to know that, Lee. Well, yeah, I've seen you ride. <laughs> I've seen you ride. I've yeah. fixed machines that you've destroyed. <laughs> I was good at that. Oh, yes, you were. <laughs> We couldn't, we couldn't fix them fast enough. Man. That's a good endurance rider. Uh, but you know what? The, the craziest thing is, though, you weren't crashing. I just beat them up. I don't know how, you know, that one year you and Doug rode the exact same bike. Okay. Mm -hmm. Doug didn't break a fender, scratch it, didn't run, didn't run two seat covers. You went through two frames, motors, <laughs> graphic seat covers. Yeah, I mean, but Doug was more of a finesse rider. He wasn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you ate the whole budget, you know, halfway through the season. And and, and Doug's like, hey, well, don't I get any extra parts? Uh, you don't need any extra parts. <laughs> yeah, you're you're done, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Give, him a, give him one part and he's good to go. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, well, on the 250R stuff, he he did some damage back then. You know, I think I did less damage on the R stuff than I did on the other. On the four strokes? Oh, yeah. Did you get to ride that Can Am? Yeah. What'd you think? Like of one or two races, and that's it. I, I now I tested that thing for four years. Really? Yeah. What'd you think of it, really? Honestly. Well, I like it had a two-stroke in it the first time. <laughs> and that thing was awesome. Rotex 252 stroke. Could it keep up with the four strokes? No. Not right now. I mean, not not in 04, 05, you know. But it was a fun bike to ride. It's fun. The thing was so light. It was whip it up and you could whip it anywhere, you know. That's pretty awesome. It probably weighed 250 pounds, maybe less. And those Rotex motors put out some HP, don't they? Oh, yeah. It'd go. I had a good time riding that. So what made them not put a big bore two-stroke in it to make it uh, and keep riding a two-stroke? I don't know. I guess it's just what everybody else was doing. It had a KTM motor in it second. And that didn't go very well for you? Well, not for me. It was, you know, for them. It was whatever they wanted, you know. Rotex is going to build the motor. So they tested the KTM to see if they liked it. Yes. And then I guess KTM probably decided they were going to make an ATV. Okay. And then that's who made the motor that was in the 
the 450 that you ended up racing? Rotex. I never got involved too much with it. Um, I just can tell you what I heard through the rumor mill from the multiple teams that were running it. Every one of them said that the stock motors had a problem. I don't know. I never, uh, I've rode the crap out of that thing. So I don't, I mean, yeah, I've done some damage to it when it first started <laughs> developing it. I mean, they fly me to Florida and it's all right, we're going to test for three or four days or five days. I'm like, all right. I'd blow it up the first hour. And then they, did, the, they didn't have I backup? Played, uh-uh. I played basketball and rode uh, uh, whatever they call it, C-Dews or whatever. And and then go test the next day or? or no, I was there till uh, I, I had to go home. And they, you, you were done testing the first hour because the bike broke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I, did y'all bring anything else? No, that's all we got. I'm like, huh, I play basketball all the time. Wow. Wow. Did you did you not give them any insight that, hey, maybe you should come with two or three bikes? I told them that. They just didn't have another, like another motor or anything. That oh. motor was it. That was the one. Oh, wow. So it was early, early. Yeah, oh, yeah, this was early, early, early. So, how much different eleva- elevate um, evolution from that to the one you rode with for DWT? Yeah, it took. A, let's see, it probably took a year or so for him to get the motor right. From like the cases and stuff, just blowing the rod through or through the front of it, you know. Right. Breaking cases and all that stuff. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. So it, I mean, I, I, I rode it a lot, but, and it was good stock. I thought it was good stock. It was good. That's fun stock because everything was aluminum. So the stock machine was pretty light. Yeah. Real light. Easy to e- easy nimble to fly around. Yeah, real easy. So, what changed when you went built the race bikes? I only I only raced it like once or twice. I think I raced it at a works race, maybe, and then I raced a quad cross with it, and that's it. I never raced it again. What'd you think of it when you got to race it though? Finally, I know I got better, but oh, it was better. But I never really tested the race bike. I did all the testing on the stock one. For the fact. They just threw the A-arms on it, so here you go, you know? (laughs) And an axle. Nice. Nice. So so I really didn't get a A a chance, a true chance to ride that. So. Were you signed up to come back the next year? mm Mm-mm. No desire? Sign. No desire? I was about ready to come home. <laughs> Did you want to start farming or you're just done racing? Uh, I just want to come home. I would have raced the Nashville or something like that, but they didn't want to do that. And After the testing for the factory was over and the race team started, it was – everything changed, you know? Oh, we're going to run this pipe, and we're going to run that pipe. And I'm like, I want to win. I get paid to, to win. So You didn't like the politics then is what you're telling me. No, that's right. I didn't like politics. I didn't want to play that game. So. It's all, it, was always, it was always about winning. Yeah. I, just, I don't want to play politics. I'm not in Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, when you came to the, when you came and started racing the nationals, um, how long did it take you to get to the pro class? I raced, I raced a couple B classes in 94 and then 95, I moved to the pro-am four stroke class and I bought Harold Goodman's later and his TT bike. 
and I got hurt two times that year. So I didn't really, I raced the whole series, but I was hurt. In 96, I won it. In 97, I won it. And then I went pro in 98. Okay. And and how long did you race the Nationals back east in, in the pro class? Till 99. I raced till 2000, so I left in 2000 to come to California. What? Who talked you into coming to California? I don't know. I just kind of wanted to come out there. Because I was out there doing those pace races and all that stuff. You know, I did the indoor uh, the the u.s off-road so i would stay out there in the wintertime with Corey, travel with shane so you already had a good idea of what it was like yeah i already stayed out there months at a time i i would work for legger and all that stuff and then i go riding and so you mean mark legger could work with you yeah we're both germans <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Oh <laughs> uh, no, Mark! Mark, uh, Susie was the the one, you know. Really? If I, if I need something, I, I'd say Susie. I need this. Okay, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Mark wasn't gonna give nothing away, but Susie's you can get you can get somewhere with Susie. Uh, work a little around the shop, and she'd freaking. Take care of you. Oh, yeah. It's true. He always took care of me. That's crazy. That's... T-shirts and all that. Mark probably don't even know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man. So you came to California in 2000. Works didn't start until um, 2002. And you didn't. Well, I, rode a I rode a Cannondale in 2002. And won the four stroke world championship that year. At uh on the, on the can yeah, on the Cannondale. What did you think of that bike? I loved it. Really? Yeah, it handled good. It was based off the geometry of a 250R. But didn't the but didn't the uh, noise scare you? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, see that. The motor was pretty terrible, but it ran good for the first four or five races you you rode, and it was pretty much done after that. Wow. So let me get this straight. You've ridden the Honda 250X, 250R, the KX700, the KX400, the YZ450, a TRX450R, a Can-Am mm -hmm. and a Cannondale. Yeah. You raced all of those bikes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, you know what I liked is that Suzuki 450 was fun to ride. The LTR? Oh, I like that thing. Yeah, you raced that one too, huh? I, I had a practice. That's what I practiced on in 06. Okay. I went and bought one of them and Practiced on it. Didn't even change the handlebars on it. Just rode it the way it was. Yep. I love those quad racer being handlebars. The thumb yeah. throttle was perfect. I mean, the only thing Bob Bell tuned the shocks for me, and that's all I done to it. And I put a pipe on it and a programmer. Wow. That thing was fun to ride. They turn bitching, don't they? Oh yeah, I think it was bitch. It was. I I still think they turn better than anything else. The the Yamaha sure. turns pretty good, but nothing like that Suzuki. No, the Suzuki was on rails in the corner. Yeah, unbelievable. It it, it was a, it was fun to ride. I didn't get to ride them too much out in the environment, so I never got to experience that much. I left the stock tires on it and wheels and everything rode it. Did you get, did you race it? Yeah, I raced it at Elsinore. In the Elsinore Grand Prix? No, uh, oh, motocross. Motor oh, yeah. Really? Stock motor, all this stuff. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm still doing all right, but, you know, people with the motor are going to pass you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
So let's go back in time. Your 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 dad was involved with your racing the whole time? No, not really. He he uh he was the reason I started racing because he it it was kind of in his blood too. You know, he liked the everything we've ever had on his farm been blowing black smoke. I mean, it's always turned up. I mean, it, it's just how it is here. No, so you didn't buy something, it was state stock. Tractors, trucks, it didn't matter. So you modify your tractors too? My dad did. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's the only way to do it. I'm the only one around here that's got deleted tractors. What does that mean? No death. Really? Yeah, I deleted it and took the stuff off of it and ran straight pipes. Does anybody complain? No, we're in Missouri. I get that, but <laughs> so no, they it's a it's a hassle because like the death pumps twenty five hundred dollars for a tractor, and it went out on my tractor, so I, they, I could delete it for twenty five hundred. So now I, I don't have another problem. Sensors and all that crap going out. And nobody comes and checks. Nope. They might now if they hear me say this on your deal deal, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I know we're growing, but I don't know if we're, if we're that big yet. But that, but my point is my dad was like just everything, you know, that, a 10 millimeter and a screwdriver turned the fuel pump on these tractors. So that's what he had in his hand all the time. Really? Mm -hmm. So, so he had tinkeritis. Bad. <laughs> did, did, did that cause you guys some, some uh, motor problems every once in a while? No, no. He was pretty I mean, good at tuning them. He is, he is good. That's so. pretty cool. Yeah, he was, he was way good. So, and my mom's a spade demon, so I, I got it honest. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> so, how long did it take for dad to get tired of the racing? Oh, he didn't like it at all because he's like, huh. So, I he only went to a couple races and when he, like if I crashed or something like that, he'd turn around and walk away because he knew that it was to the floor because I was going to catch up. So one time I was set. We were in high point in 95, and I'm going, you know, where the finish line is. There used to be a big tree by the finish line. Right. Well, I, well there wasn't the next year because I hit it. <laughs> <laughs> and the clutch handle went through my leg 40 stitches, three layers deep. And Brad Warner was there, and Daddy went to the race with me and said, hey, Jim, what you want to do with this four-wheeler? He says, roll the damn thing down the hill and set it on fire. <laughs> and it's that Lager that I bought off Harold. So, oh, wow. <laughs> but he, he's like, you, you about done with this? And we were sitting in the hospital in Morgantown. He said, you about done doing this? I said, no, I ain't quitting. He never said nothing else after that. How many more times did he go? He went to Loretta's. He was busy all the time. He worked. So when did we had cotton and all that stuff? So do you still farm the same area that, that he did? Yeah, mostly. So do the do the do the kids help out at all? No, my kids live in california so they come in the summer and they pitch watermelons and all that but they're 20 and 18 now and they have no idea how cool it is to live back there no yeah they think it's cool out there <laughs> i mean it's i didn't realize what they, that's what I, they think i didn't realize that your children are that old yeah yeah <laughs> You remember how young they was going okay. to build? Yeah, well, yeah, we they were little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, your kids were young because my kids were uh, 
mine too, 32 and 30. I know. And they were young. Yeah. It's been a while, Lenny. Yeah, it gets by fast, doesn't it? That's right. Man. So I want to get into into the racing more, but when did you get back to farming? 2009. And then did you just take over and start running the farm then? No, uh, my dad quit in 03. He had some health issues and stuff, so he quit. And I came back here. I didn't have nothing but that old red truck I had. Right. So I built everything I built from nothing. My, I, We have a shop my dad built a long time ago. But, uh, but yeah, we I started with nothing. Did you guys still have the land or was it? Yes, you still had the land, just no equipment. Oh, and you had to figure out how to make the, get the equipment and freaking get it going. And Yeah, and equipment's expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. I bet it is. Man, makes four-wheeler racing look cheap, right? Oh, yeah, real cheap. <laughs> <laughs> A new cotton picker is $1.1 million. What? Yeah. How do you ever make your money back off of it? Well, I can't obviously afford a million dollar cockpit, but I got to use one. But I don't buy new equipment. So, do you, yeah, I, I know we're supposed to be talking about ATV racing, but I'm intrigued. Do you do the same thing like during the racing season when you're off? Are you tearing those equipments down, that equipment down and servicing it and things like that? Sometimes we do, but like most of the time, like we're, I don't like, I won't work my guys during the winter. We just um, take off because it's so cold and everything. It costs, I mean, you know, propane's expensive to heat the shop. So it's just easier to let them off and just, get it all done like in a month you know go to work early earlier in the month you know a month early so what's your what's your how many months out of the year do you work march till um, probably november december oh so you're basically two and a half three months off yeah and i'm sure you're not off but i know i'm not but i let them off that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's too cold. I don't want to work in the cold. Is that because you're old or just a sissy? Maybe both. <laughs> <laughs> so you hit weight. You lifting weights? I see. Yeah. I've, since I come back home, I, I that's what I've done. That's my new little deal. Is to lift weights. I, yeah, I just lift and try to stay in shape and it's better because all the you know injuries and stuff if you don't stay in shape you're gonna hurt yeah so I hear you. that's kind of why i do that in stress relief it it hurts to train but it hurts more not to it does it hurts more not to yeah it's it's crazy with all the aches and pains that i have if i sit on the couch and do nothing it, it just works. hurts. Yeah. You know, it's better to go out there and go through the workout, go through the training, you know, and, and stretch your body and, and work those, those portions that you've injured so that the blood keeps flowing through them. And That's right. And it keeps you going because I get up in the morning and my feet hurt. <laughs> I bet. I mean, cause I broke my foot up at 395 and it that's the worst injury I've I've had. How'd you break it at 395? Uh the steering stem, the dog bone on the tag handlebars. They had uh the pressed in instead of the bolt go through. Okay. On the bottom of the dog, you know what I'm talking about? That hold yep. the clamps on. Yep. And they came undone in the air. Oh. So I bailed. And I landed on the on a double up there on the face and shoved my feet up in my boots. Man. Hurt both your feet or just the one? 
broke the toe, my big toe on my left side and my right side broke the navicular bone in my foot. If it had just broke my toe, I'd have been fine, but it didn't break that toe. It pushed all the bones back. <laughs> oh, damn. So, You're going to do it. You might as well do it right, right? Yeah, but, but I thought, oh, I'll just bail off. You know, everything's in slow-mo when you're crashing. So right. I, oh, I'll just bail. Huh. Okay. That probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. Would you have been better off if you had just stayed on and landed it? I don't know if I could control it. And then I got a 400-pound four-wheeler on top of me. Well, you know, it's only going to hurt for a minute, right? <laughs> you know how hard 395 is. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, at least it wasn't over the big freaking giant tabletop. All I know in the wind blowing 50 mile an hour, and you got to hit it going sideways so it'll straighten you up in the air. Right, right. <laughs> You're about the 10th person that's told me that, that just hated that place, hated it for that. I, no, I, I love that track. That track was fun. But when the wind blew, you took off. Uh, I mean, you just, and it would blow you straight. So, and yeah, but if you didn't, if it didn't blow you straight, it was going to be a hard landing. Oh, you, you wasn't going to land. You're done. Yeah, it's That's just like a hundred something foot. Yeah, you'd flat land and it would be ugly. Oh, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I've watched Supercross, you know, now and, and I and I see that when they crash, and I'm like, oh, that hurts so bad because I know what it feels like. <laughs> hey, did you see the video of Dean Wilson running into the freaking hay bales? Uh, uh-uh, I hadn't seen that. Oh, he's going down the whoops, wham, right off the track, right into the freaking, looks like the, the finish line tower or something. He ran into it. Mm. Uh, I feel for him. I know how it feels. Oh, yay. No, crashing is no fun. No, and especially when you've been there and done that, you're like, you know, people in the stands, they probably never really crashed <laughs> as bad as like, well, I mean, I know how they feel because I've crashed several times. We're also very fortunate that in all the years that we've done it and all the, the bad wrecks that we've had, you know, we've got up and walked away from most of them. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I've broke collarbones and wrists and feet and ankles and all that good stuff. So what kept bringing you back? You got to love it. And it's just in your blood. Racing's a drug. It is. It is. It is. And I, so when I decided I was going to quit, I quit. I didn't try to ride. I put it up. The boilers are still in the shop. Really? I might get, I get it out every once in a while and run it up down the driveway and that's it. That's crazy. I get to shaking when I get on it, so I got to get off. I got a dirt bike though. What and and you ride it more? Yeah, I ride trail dirt. ride or just trail ride or or motocross. No, I don't. I have not been on a motocross track in years. Just really? I just ride it through the field, like to turn on my irrigation and stuff like that, you know. So I just got a new KX. So I'm gonna. I got to put a thumb throttle on it. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> I figured at this point in time, as old as you are, you could it start learning how to no. ride a throttle. I got a 16 uh, CR in there with a thumb throttle on it. So I'm going to take it off that and put it on the KX. <laughs> <laughs> I called Baldwin up and I'm like, Mark, would this thumb throttle work on this dirt bike? He's like, oh, yeah, it'll work. So, God, you guys in the thumb throttles. <laughs> I can't use a twist. Uh, everything that 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 we did when I came up switched to twist throttle, and we never ran thumb throttles. That was the first thing you jerked off of them. Oh, so this I had a two fifty R first started riding two fifty R. I had two fifty X. I'd already been racing a little bit. I thought like, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna throw this thumb throttle underneath the bench, and I'm gonna put a twist on. I you know thumbing through the magazine because that's what you used to do back in the day to order something. So right. I order me a thumb throttle or a, a twist throttle. I put it on. I go over here and I ride 
I turned right back around and <laughs> I took it off and I put my thumb throttle right back on because I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, you didn't give it enough time. Oh, no. I broke my collarbone on the dirt bike here before Danville, Virginia, because it had a freaking twist on it. <laughs> In 95. Oh, man. That, that's, that's killing me. Let's get back. Let's get back to racing. Where was your favorite place to race? Probably Daniel Boone. Really? That was a good track. I love that track. So what was what was so exciting for you for you? There were the big jumps and stuff. One year we were there and I think it was 99. That's when we were doing the canyon jump. That thing was huge. Then you know, Fristo was doing that table of two. And I was in the four-stroke class. So the next year I got to do it on the two-stroke. And that's when Ben blew off the track, Benny Jackson. Blew yeah. off the track and ended up in the by the trailers. <laughs> I didn't hear about that one. Yeah, Ben, he lost it. I mean, the wind was blowing so hard, he tried that table too, and it blew plumb off the track. Wow. So Daniel Boone, when you when you were back there racing it with all those guys, who was your the toughest competitor that you raced with? There were a bunch of them. You got Timmy and and Shane and Doug and Joe and everybody was tough, you know. So you got to, you got to race with the, the, the probably some of the greatest of our history, you know. Yeah. I know there's fast guys now. You can't take anything away from Chad or Joel or Bo Barron on the West Coast. You know, but the era of you guys, there were 20 guys that could win the race. I mean, there was, there was, I mean, it's the truth. I mean, they were all, everybody was good, you know, I mean. Any given day. Any given day. Flat track, you know, TT and and motocross, when we ran them both together, I like flat track too. You know, I love TT. It was fun. So, Did you have much success? When I bought that bike that Gary used to ride. <laughs> that thing was awesome. I bought it off of Corey. Really? Yeah, I think it was that. Yeah, I would. It was not really, really, really good. Because Langer built it. Right. And it was special. Yeah. So, and I could ride the, you know, I, I rode the TTs on the four stroke and I, I did good on the four stroke. So, but the, that thing, man. Woo. Well, you rode the old school four strokes and you rode the new school ones. Which, yeah. what's the comparison between the two engines? I mean, there's no, comparison. I, I know there's nothing. I know what my knowledge of it is because I've got to ride them and work on them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you step off that boat anchor and got on the rocket ship, what was it like? Oh, it's amazing. It's so different. So, you know, Corey was one of the first ones that rode the, the 04. And I got to see it. And I rode that. And I'm like, wow, I'm having to ride this thing against that? This is no fair. It wasn't even built. Right. I had a KFX 400. And he was just, I mean, like Dustin Nelson comes to the quad cross on the stock when it gets, what, third? Right. Something like that. I mean, stock with a pop and the, the camera retarded on it. Exactly. I'm like, where'd this fool come from? Bam. Wait a minute. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got one in 03. And I did a bunch of testing before it was out on the market. And uh, the bike that we got to test on, uh, I mean, we spent days, we wore a set of stock tires out. That testing. thing was phenomenal compared oh, to everything else we had. It was awesome back then, you know, the way it was. 
And uh, we wore a set of stock tires out testing the thing, exhaust and other stuff, and um, boxed it up and shipped it back to Europe. Uh, I mean, that thing was, uh, it was its own time. We needed that. Oh, we need another one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can't. I agree with you. I can't believe that the manufacturers are just, nobody's making one. You know, they would sell. May not sell the numbers that they think they would sell, but I think that if they're Honda, you made, even if Honda came up with the exact same bike, they'd sell. Yeah. Because there's people yeah, that I still agree. love that model. That model. Yeah. I, I like the Honda. I, I like to ride it too. It was fun. I like the 0405 platform better because as you got older, the acceleration was smoother. No, the way smoother. The Honda's way smoother than the Yamaha anyway. Right. So, yep. And the 06 is what was, that's what I had was an 06. Yep. And it was smooth compared to the, I always called it a light switch. The Yamaha was on like a two stroke and that's it. it well, you couldn't roll the throttle. Well, the development later on, you could. But I understand exactly what everybody says the Yamaha doesn't have any bottom. Well, with some work, you can make it so that it has roll on style power. You know, it never compared to the Honda, though. The Honda was like a locomotive compared to the come out of the corner. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, mm. The magazine guys destroyed the 0405 Honda. And I think that year that that um, it came out, it won everything but the woods. Mm -hmm. That because the 06 had a problem with the transmission. Yeah, but it was still a good bike. You know, yeah, yeah, great bike. But I'm just saying the 0405 didn't have that transmission. Yet. They said it had a, a fourth gear problem. I never, I never had it happen to uh, to me. And most of the customers that we didn't have that happen. We had, a, I had third year problem. In the, in the 06 up or the mm -hmm. 06. Yep. Everybody had a third gear problem. Uh, I mean, Curtis was putting third gear in mine all the time. Well, that was because you were landing on the shifter off the jumps. <laughs> I'm hearing you, lady. I'm hearing you. Well, Curtis told me. That's all I know. <laughs> That thing was pitiful at third gear. I don't, I think that the 1314 had, they had probably changed the heat treat on the gears because they seem to be better. They just in, in, in what I have seen, I mm -hmm. don't know if that's true or not because, you know, they stopped I'm, making them in 11 and 12. I've not rode one since 06. So, wow. I got a Yamaha out here. Curtis built it, and I keep it, in, and my Honda is in the trailer still. So I don't ever ride it. That's your your um, TT bike, the two-stroke? Mm -mm. mm -mm, my my uh, 450 Honda. Oh, the one that you raced out on the West Coast? Yes. I oh. still got it, and I still got the Yamaha. Wow. So, That's keeping some nostalgia there, buddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> In another twenty yeah. years, they'll be worth they'll be worth more money than than they are now. That's for sure. I, I, I wish I would have kept some of my legger stuff. And I, I can't count how many two fifty R's I had. That's I, I. I look back and wish we would have kept quite a few of them, but we didn't. Y'all had some really nice stuff. I mean, y'all was clean, you know. Yeah, and like we still have, um, we still have an LT, one LT five hundred and a Banshee. Mm -hmm. We still the Lager Banshee. No, we don't have that anymore. That was Doug's. Man, that was a sweet ride. Uh, yeah, he freaking regrets to this day selling that bike. Well, I rode the other one that Lager had, and it was never as good as Doug's. Well, I, I mean, it had a twist roll on it, yeah. So, 
Well, so did Doug's. <laughs> no, but I hate a twist throttle. But but the the first one they built, that one for Doug, that was the best of all of them. It it when you asked it to do something, it did it. It delivered power. I mean, everything was great. You know, but it handled the Banshee never handled. Yeah, that uh, bike stock was, frame. That thing handled like a two fifty R. Yeah, it was great. Doug loved it. He loved it. How many championships he went on that? Uh, three in a row. Three open pro am class. That's what I thought. Yep. So he won like sixty races on that thing. That thing was bad. That thing was bad to the bone. Yeah. Yeah, I got to ride the other one that Lager had in the Glamis. But it had a twist throttle on it. Yeah, I couldn't jump it. Well, dude, you're out in the middle of the dunes. How could you not? I can't I can't use a twist. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up on a three-wheeler. Well, so did I. Yeah, but y'all probably you probably had a dirt bike before or something. Yep. See, yeah. I didn't. We had twist. I went straight 185s. That's the first thing. With a thumb throttle, and I would n- I never have figured out why they put a thumb throttle on the three wheelers. Never they made any. Thumb, they should get an option for a thumb throttle on a dirt bike. No, they shouldn't. They should have put. Yeah, because you can hold it wide open going through the whoops. I could beat. I could beat you through the whoops with a thumb throttle. You could only beat me through the whoops because I'm not that stupid. <laughs> I can hold on tighter with a thumb throttle. No, you cannot. I can prove I can. it. I can prove it that you can't. Okay. Well, but. just get me a grip. <laughs> the tester on it so we can do the grip test. When you hold on like this with using your thumb, it's still way wet. When you're using a thumb throttle, you're only holding on with your fingers. Yeah, but you're having to do this. You're yeah, loose. It you're not tight. It works great, dude. You just, oh. you just figure it out. Yeah, I can't figure it out. You play video games, right? No. You don't play video games? Well, if you play no. video games, it's hand-eye coordination. I ain't got time for video games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's too funny. So you, you've raced all those machines. You've raced TT, off-road. Did you get to race any desert? Just the works. That well, that that was off road. That wasn't real desert racing. No, no, but that was desert racing for Jeremy Shell. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you prefer? What what style of racing do you prefer? Motocross, flat track. I like TT and motocross. Didn't didn't really like the off road stuff that much. Is all right. It was better than sitting on the couch, wasn't it? That's right. <laughs> Kept me in shape. You could, I mean, you could have been home pulling weeds or something. Not in California. <laughs> well, yeah, there's weeds in California. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to pull no weeds out there. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, many, how many years did you race works? Was it just that one season? Just that one season. Yeah, that was that first race was something for me. I didn't take my hands or nothing. I had blisters all over my hands. It was bad. The calluses had blisters under them. So yeah, just because you had no idea what you were up, against. I had no idea. And then I broke my wrist with uh, with hand guards on. So it's like, oh, do you want us to put hand guards on? But nope, I don't need no hand guards. First, I didn't get a good start. Somebody threw a rock and hit this finger here and broke it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to put handguards oh, on after that? Oh yeah. <laughs> so before we took off the gate, for I took a I took some ibuprofen because I was my I, my back was hurting. <laughs> so about midway through that race, that finally kicked in, and it didn't hurt as bad. And I ended up passing Doug on the last lap. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. So, but. I wasn't, I wasn't that good at that stuff. I couldn't pace well, myself. That was the first ride he had had on that. The Polaris. The 06. No, that was the 06 Honda. Oh, yeah, that was the Honda. Yeah, that was the first. 
But that was the first ride on the 06. He'd been riding the 0405. 0405. Yep. And he goes, Hey, I need more power. Got to have the 06. Okay, Doug. And then one brief moment of testing and took it to the race. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't, I wasn't very good at that work stuff. I mean, I did all right, but you did good. If you just stuck with it, you'd have done better. Yeah, I didn't stick with it. You wanted to go home. Yeah, no, go home. Yeah, what did you do after you stopped riding works? Because that was six. So in seven, you said you didn't go home till nine. No, no, I was home. I, it was eight. It was when I came home. Oh, nine. right, 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 right. Yeah, but seven is when that year you raced. Yes, yeah, right. And then came home in 08 and then started, you know, had a few odd name jobs. And I, I'm like, I want to, my dad didn't want me to farm. Like, he's like, you're not going to do it. So I, my cousin, I went, I worked for him for a little bit and I started farming like 50 acres and I farmed a hundred acres and I got to 500. Now I'm up to like 22, 2300. So. And is that like most people where you lease some of the land or yeah. you, and you, own- I lease all of it, but I, I mean, I, I pay my mom and dad rent, you know, for theirs. That's right. how they make money, you know? Right. That's so, there ain't no free rides here. Well, I didn't know if you owned it now outright or not. No, they do. You got any brothers or sisters? I got two sisters. Really? Yeah. Uh, older or younger? Younger. Well, that that explains a lot. Because if they'd have been older, they'd have beat the crap out of you and you wouldn't be this way. Oh, they uh definitely are mean. <laughs> well, yeah, that you probably made them mean. <laughs> yeah, they're both pretty mean. Did you play any other sports when you were growing up other than I, racing? I played bas- baseball, basketball. Baseball, yeah. baseball and basketball pretty big back there? Baseball's big. Really? Well, I mean, I like basketball better. Plus, summertime, I had to work. Right. So my dad, I would drive a tractor all summer. Well, that, that's not a bad job. An no, airplane, it's a tractor. No, it's boring though. Ooh, now we got GPS. So I don't have to drive. Explain. You, we have GPS on the tractor and you, all you do is turn it and you push a button and it drives itself to the field. Really? Yeah. So what do you do? Just watch everything, make sure nothing tears up. So isn't that even more boring? No, I can play on the phone, talk on the phone, whatever. No, I don't, you know. <laughs> I don't drive anymore. I I don't. I'm the firefighter. Well, so you're just out making sure like, it's okay. No, they're like. Oh, this is broke. Go fix that. Oh, I lost this. Oh, go get a new part. You know, it's always something. So you're the errand boy. Yeah. Making sure everything's still going around. Wow. How much does what you do now? I mean, I know you were, I know you learned a lot of it when you were younger, but when you take your racing time and the things that you learned during racing how much does that help you as a businessman oh big time learn how to talk to people and you know you you learn a lot racing and every you know to learn how to run a business so you have to be self you're self-disciplined and all that stuff to take care of business like you had to you know i i didn't have personal trainer or nothing i did it all on my own you know so I rode and I had a program that I kind of stuck by. And so I do the same thing with my business. And it makes, it makes for a good program. Yeah. So I, I, you know, the racing taught me a lot. So I have to talk to several people all, you know, a lot, you know, the bad thing about farming is we, 
we get paid wholesale, but we have to pay retail for everything. So, yeah, that's the. I mean, that sucks. So I'm shopping. I'm chemical shopping, and I'm shopping seed prices. I'm you know constantly on the phone with somebody to 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 get things to get the better deal. I'm getting better deal. I, I ain't loyal to none of them people. Yeah, because they're not loyal back, right? That's right. They don't care. Because they're going to sell it to somebody else if you go out of business, you know? Right. Because you ain't watching your money. Um, is the fertilizer issue that we've been hearing about causing? Oh, yeah. Big, big, big deal. Yeah. So potash went from $265 a ton to $888 in two years. Is there is there so, an alternative? No. Mm-mm. But we have to use it. So my so we put liquid fertilizer out on cotton, and it's I mean the fertilizer cost is tripled. So is that going to drive the price of cotton up too? Cotton's up right now, but we're still handling we're handling more money, but we ain't making any more profit wise. Right, typical. I mean, it's just typical, or you know. And then the then what's going to happen is this bubble's going to pop, <laughs> you know, and then the prices are won't come down with the price. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And then we'll be seventy cent cotton with eight hundred eighty eight dollar potash. So then it'll be a struggle again. That's a horrible. That's a horrible thing. I, I get it. I totally get it because it's going to happen to us too. Yeah, it's going to. It's going to happen to everybody. So, yeah. have you? Do you have trouble finding labor? I got really good guys. I've had them for. I got a cousin that worked for me. He's been out here. Since he was 12, 13 years old. He's almost. He's. He's twenty. So. And I got another good guy. He's my age, and he's really good, good mechanic and all. I don't have to worry about people too much. That's that's really good. And my my dad helps sometimes, and I got another cousin that comes in and helps. He's an older guy, and he like he doesn't want to work full time. He just comes in and helps when you know when I need him. Right. But I don't oh, have. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you finish. So it works out that I don't have to hire, you know, another full-time person. So I have two full-timers. And That's... a couple, you know, I have some part-timers and I had some people that helped me on the side, like with the watermelon stuff and all that. How old's your dad? 70. He's still pretty young. Oh, yeah. Can he... you still outwork you? No, he sits on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I bet when we got him on here, I could hear some real stories. Oh, you could hear it. He'd tell you. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't know about that racing stuff. He's like, oh, you need to quit that. (laughs) You'll never make money racing. (laughs) Did Did you make any money racing? Yeah, because I was doing testing for KM behind the scenes. Well, that's not racing. That's testing behind the scenes. Yeah, but I but I was getting paid to do all kinds of stuff. And that's outstanding that, that you made. Yeah. You know, most of the people that I know of in the industry, the test people made the money. The racers didn't make the money. Yeah, I made the money testing. I, I got a salary. I got win bonuses and all that stuff. So that's how you could afford to live in California. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. But just think if you'd have lived in Missouri, how much money you would have had. Uh, I wished I would have because I could have had my own track here and all that junk. Right. Would have been they wouldn't have that, though. They didn't want you there. They wanted you mm-hmm. in California. 
because mm-hmm, I was the quad cross champ. Right. So, how many of those championships did you win? Three. Really? That was before Dustin? Yeah, I was 03, 04, 05. Dustin route road. I think it was 05. I think so too. That's when Dana was there. You know, Dana was it was pretty good. It was Doug and Dana and and Dustin, where we were all, you know. There was a lot of good group. A lot of good sl- there was no slouches. Nope. So Dustin just came out of nowhere. I'm like, who is this guy? Well, the motorcycle thing, um, I don't think it slowed down, but it changed. And they started asking him to ride the quad Yamaha. Mm -hmm. He was doing some of the uh, shooting. Yeah. And then he connected with Roll. And one thing led to another, and then he just kept racing. Yeah, he's, he was he was talented, very talented. Um, yeah, I mean he was good. He was pretty. He was pretty good. So, for a crossover guy from a motorcycle to a quad, yeah, he was real good. Yeah, he was real good. I don't know how many crossover guys there are back east racing that can ride dirt bikes and and race dirt bikes at, at a high level. Yeah. I don't, I don't know either. But on the West Coast, I mean, Denton was a crossover. Yeah, Gary was phenomenal on both. Yeah. So he was nobody. Not not many people realize he was super, super close to freaking clinching a factory ride, which which he didn't, which hence became the ATV guy. Yeah, and that's he the reason why he ended up on ATVs. Uh, Gary was so Gary was so I grew up like looking at all these magazines, you know, like three three wheeling and all that, and then you go into the you know the Curtis and then Dean and then all you know all these people, and then Gary was in every magazine, you know. And it was pretty cool to meet Gary finally. Right. What did you think about him getting inducted into the Hall of Fame? Oh, it's awesome. I went, I went, Jamie took me up there. We were, I was at her house and she took me up there and I took a picture in front of his bike and stuff. You still have that? Yeah. It was on my Facebook. You need to send it to me. I will. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was cool. So how did you, so how did you and Jamie meet? Well, we met years ago. Right. But, you know, God knew her. Mom, you know, I knew her dad and her brother and all of them and, and her mom and and I, she was young, you know, she's younger than me. So we we didn't talk a whole lot, but we knew each other, you know. So but then well, she finished the she added me on Facebook <laughs> and then I ended up messaging her like a few months later down the road and then with uh, she took some, she, she's going to kill me, but she took some selfies on Facebook and I'm like, so I messaged her and I was like, Jamie, if you don't stop taking them selfies, I'm going to have to come out there and take you on a date. And she's like, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it was on after that. That's so, so that's cool. How long has it been for you guys? Six months. I just got back from there like a couple days ago. I went up there and she's uh she's the hardest working woman I've ever seen in my life. And and how how far away does she live from you? Nine hours. Wow. It's gonna be quite an adjustment when you guys tie the knot, isn't it? Oh, uh, it'll be a while for that. So she um she comes here once a week out of the month, you know, and I go up there when I can. That's In the wintertime, I get to stay up there uh, as much as I want because I ain't doing anything. Right. So. Go ahead. 
it's cool to have somebody that had she's just like me in a sense of where we work the same we have the same work ethic and she has the same interests like she knows all about the racing deal you know that's we say the stupidest things like oh i got butterflies like like when we're sitting on the gate about to take off and you know what i mean we know all about everything the racing little quirk stuff you know how many championships did she win three back before it was really considered the pro class she she was winning the cross country championship i forgot what year so and she couldn't go to a couple races or something happened so she's she's something else she's got two little boys and they are there's something else too they're riding i've been up there Fixing, I've been doing the Lenny. I've been working on them. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. Should so, I should, should I be worried? Oh no. I work they, we got about four, four or five four wheelers up there, two dirt bikes. I mean, we're so there's plenty of things for them to break so that you have yeah. something to do. So I I always got something to do when they're on a four-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. That's awesome. I'm happy for you, Jeremy. Hey, I want to thank you so much for taking some time and sitting down with us and telling us part of your story. There's so much more of it that um, I think there that we need to uh, get you to come back. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. More than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.